Hey everybody, it's uh, me, it's Jake, and this is uh, the Jake, this, it's the podcast, you're listening to the thing. And uh, my guest this week, I'm in, it sounds really echoey, so I apologize if that's the way it's sounding to you right now. Um, let me move the little fluffy thing, oh my god, this will be, this is not the way it's supposed to be, this is not, this is not what we discussed. Um, Alright, this is it, uh, did that make a crackly sound? I am so sorry. Uh, my guest this week is Alex Falcone. Hi, Alex. Hey. And, I was uh, expecting a longer intro, but that'll that? do. That's fine. Well, no, I was just going to say hey, and then oh, I was okay. going to yeah, say... Oh, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> now I'm confused. I didn't. I guess I didn't really work out your whole intro, but uh, you. we just worked together at the Portland Helium Comedy Club. We did it. We accomplished then, that. Yes, and you agreed to come over here to this house of my friend where I'm staying yeah. to be on the podcast, Yeah. and then... Um, I didn't work out an intro. This usually what happens is this part happens when you're not here, and I just say, "Hey, this week so and so's on the podcast, podcast, oh. and hey, oh, if you're if you're interested in my shows, you can go like next week. I'm going to be in Indianapolis, but nice. I get a lot of gigs coming up, and you can check my website, jakethis.com, and you have a website. I do, alexfalcone.ninja. Dot ninja. That's, that's not true. a thing. That's a real thing. Really? Yep, you can do that. Oh man. So. AlexFalcone.ninja. That's where I. That's my web. That's where my web lives. It is. It to me, it's almost wrong that we all don't. That we're all not on dot ninja. <laughs> I was just, you know, because I can't. Uh, you know, sometimes your original name is taken by an Italian bass player, and so you don't get to own just AlexFalcone.com. Sure. So you have to uh, uh, get creative, and dot ninja I think is my favorite. There's a lot. Of, I mean, you could be AlexFalcone.limo or whatever, but like .ninja is a better. Limo one. is one. Now, is .ninja is that a country? No. So they're like I, this is real uh, in the weeds. But uh, uh, like a couple years ago, they released a bunch of words. So you could be like .accountant, and there's a million of them. .space. .space is really cheap. Uh, so it depends on the price. But ninja dot is space, The word space or the just the space bar? No, <laughs> the word space. For, it's for mostly astronauts, but it's very cheap. Uh, so I, I buy a lot of like joke names. Your name plus the dot. Yeah, or like other stupid websites because it's like two dollars a year to own something dumb. You know. For a while, I owned. Uh, well, I went to I went to Boston and I met this guy, and this was kind of early internet uh, day. I mean, I hadn't had a website that long. I got a website in the '90s at the time, earlier mm-hmm. '90s, and I was talking to this guy, and he worked for Monster.com, and they make uh, not the energy drink. They that was the web. Yeah, the, the jobs board. They would help you get yeah. jobs. And he said he went to a meeting where they had a strategy meeting about like, hey, should we buy MonsterVagina.com to keep yeah, yeah, keep out someone else from doing it. it. I've heard of and that. And his yeah. point was it was so ridiculous, and I immediately went home and bought MonsterVagina.com, <laughs> and uh, I owned it for several years but that was before places like squarespace where you could make your own website and, right you know make it easy. but i had so, so i had, did nothing with it you let you let monstervagina.com blow in the wind i did i did for a while i wanted to get a, an animation see now you could do all the things i wanted to do i wanted to have a little game where you you would control this maj- vagina that came in and had destroy teeth the city it would eat it, buildings yeah. from the top down sure. or something or yeah and I I pictured it as more as not a uh, not misogynist. I pictured it more as an empowered. Woman it was pro vagina. Yeah, like monster cock. I mean, that's not negative, right? No, but there are a lot of things that are not negative for a guy that would be negative for a woman, like a great mustache. 
You know, there's, there's a lot of things. Yeah, lady stash. Uh, do, do you know what's happening with MonsterVagina.com right now? Because we might be doing a great ad for a terrible company. No, I don't. I don't. And I haven't it's been there for a while. languished under I your can, control. Well, I don't have, I don't have it. Yeah. I let it go. Exactly. I can, I can search it on my... I, no, that's not a good idea. That's not a good use of our time. Googling on a podcast? Is yeah, that your favorite thing? that's not a good idea. Well, do you... I listen to podcasts where they have a screen up, and it's also a, sure, a yeah, video you can watch thing. Sure, yeah. you can watch, watch them that. Google. You can watch them Google things. Or actually, I think in those podcasts, they have another person who does the Googling. Oh, that's like we're right. talking. A producer, yeah, yeah. We have a producer yell off screen that would be like... Uh, you guys, it's now uh, monstervagina.com is actually a, a racing company or something. Or we, no, know. we're just sitting here and there's a screen up in front of us and, and oh. on that screen is displayed the nice. Googlers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Googlings. I like it. Yeah. Well, someday you'll be big enough. You'll have a Googler. The weird thing is this conversation that we're having about how I'd someday like to produce my podcast is mm -hmm. very similar to the conversations I once had about monstervagina.com. <laughs> Well, don't let this happen. Don't let no. this podcast be another monster vagina I, opportunity. <laughs> no. That disappears. And that goes for all of you listeners. Don't 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 fritter your life away while monster vagina is out there waiting to happen for you. What's happened now is that if it was available, ten people have tried to buy it by now. Well, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah. Do I've, something better than Jake did. <laughs> it won't be hard. <laughs> it won't be hard. I was I thought also it could just be a place where there were just actual photos of some terrible vaginas. Yeah, they have those. Now it's sexist, right? Now it is. That is yeah. sexist. It, well, terrible is kind of a, a weird... I, I mean, right? Who, like, how picky are you? Well, I'm not super picky, but people have accidents and infections and uh, oh, discharges. Kind of, oh, I don't know if it's sexist, but it's certainly gross. Yeah. Now I'm less comfortable. Okay. I'm squirming the rest Do of the show. you want to leave? We're six minutes in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good good appearance. <laughs> yeah, this is a record. I usually can't walk the guest until Catch at least me in a half Des Moines, hour. Uh -huh. And I'm out. Are you going to Des Moines? No. no. It seems like you'd be in Des Moines. I'm not in Des Moines. I am going to Des Moines next year. Are you really? I think. And it's, I know, I know I am. And I think it's on my website. But, uh. Des Moines is a great place to all your Des Moines listeners. I don't know what they are. Des Moineers? Iowans. Iowans, whatever. Yeah. Well, I have a great time there. I was just pretending to leave, and that seemed like a thing. Yeah, to no, say. you're not leaving. Okay, this is it. Yeah, no, let's get, this is it. We're getting down to it. So, speaking of vaginas, weren't we going to talk about the fleshlight? That was the original. So we were hanging out, and I was just waiting the whole time for you to say, "Let's do a podcast together," and it never happened. And then we were talking about uh, we were talking about the fleshlights, and you were like, "Now we found it. Let's." This podcast. is what we're going to talk about. Well, here's where I'm at with the podcast, my, this podcast that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. The monster jake podcast i like to have people on as guests but then sometimes i feel like well i don't know if there's enough people listening that it would be worth your time or you would want to do it but then people, i don't either uh, yeah but you don't care really. <laughs> i didn't ask I mean, we're hanging out you don't care <laughs> yeah um i mean there are people listen trust me there are people listening okay. i believe with all my heart and complete <laughs> sincerity that we have successfully sold monstervagina.com <laughs> into the future. And, and really, the truth be told is, we could stop this and before I post it, we could buy monstervagina.com. But I don't think you're going to. I feel well, like that's... Well, if you know how. You're all talk. If you know how I can do it on this iPad when we're done. We'll do it. All right, we'll take a look. We'll see yeah. who owns it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, the other, our other, our co- the MC comedian at the, at the club. Yes. Jason, what's Jason's last Jason name? Jason Traeger. Jason Traeger. He took a, a kind of a black and white green room photo of me that I posted. Yeah. He's a great photographer. Yeah. He's busy doing yeah. 
photos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It made it it made it seem pensive. It looked like oh the back this is Jake yeah. thinking of his ideas backstage. I mean it happened for a second, you know, because I'm just smiling you're not back there. You know? Sometimes you're pensive. I walk around. He, Jason, uh, used to take more photos of comics. He had like this whole blog about photos of comedians, and he decided people were saying like, "Oh, you're a great photographer," and when they introduced him, instead of "Oh, he's a great comic," so he backed off because he was oh. being recognized just for the photography and not his jokes. But so you were starting to say, so he has a joke. He has a joke, and I, I about a flashlight. About a flashlight. We don't want to do his joke about a flashlight because that's his intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to jasontrager.com slash monsterspace. Probably. Something like that. Yeah. I think you could just go... Now you just type someone's name in. What's the point of even having a URL? The gist of the joke. Can we say that? I, we yeah. need to for back. I think so. Well, so you know gist, him better than I do. Yeah, yeah. He'd be fine. The gist of the joke is that he has a, uh, a, a fleshlight, the mouth variant. So it's got a mouth on it. I didn't know that you could get a mouth variant. He did. He knows. Well, um, in his joke, you can. Yeah, yeah. In his joke, I, know I'm, I, I think he's probably right. But so, you, so there are variants of different... You could probably imagine the three different options. And this was the he, had, he he says that he has the mouth one, but then he claims it's only for practicing his kissing. So Fair he's enough. not he's not. Uh, it's just because he misses his girlfriend and just wants to kiss. And so and what I I think is that he should turn this into a whole prop bit where he pulls it out and then does that movie thing where it's raining and they're about to kiss, but very slowly leans in to his flashlight vagina mouth and then like I want him to just straight tongue kiss it. I do too. I think that would be amazingly funny. I think that his version that has a mouth on it mm -hmm. is just, and I apologize if you're listening for the creaking of this chair, but I can't seem to stop it. I'm, I'm also talking. the grossness of this conversation, but buckle up, it's only getting worse. <laughs> yeah, it is only going to get worse. Um, so I just want to angle this slightly because that's also bugging me uh. slightly. Oh, that was good. That made a good sound when I did that. Um, yeah. I don't think there really is a mouth variation of the fleshlight. I think there probably is. Okay, well, this is a degree. We're going to settle this too. Afterwards, it's weird we're not settling any discussion uh, during the show. Well, this to me is the funny thing about podcasts is we're on the internet where everything is, yeah. and oftentimes we're having conversations that we don't know the answer to on the internet. You know, because we don't have time, right, or the facilities. I'm ta uh, we're talking. The producer should look this up. We're talking into this thing that I would search on. So oh, I see. Yeah, I that's see. the real problem. Anyway, have you? If there are mouth variations. Mm -hmm. Then I think you there's a way. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I know with the other the vagina variation of the fleshlight. And if you don't know what this is, uh, I'm advising you not to Google it. Don't Google it for sure. Um, but picture a, a normal, safe, like healthy flashlight for like shining light on a basement or something, um, and then have sex with. It. And then the where the bulb is yeah. instead of that, you, there's you, a there's a rubber lady part. And you put your yeah. And you can buy different lady parts that are molded to, to look ways, like different, different no, to look like different porn stars. Different stars, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, th so there's an autograph one yeah. that is such and so's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the names. Of and any so, you, and you can do it. You can have the lady part. And you can have the front butt and the back butt, and then you can also do a mouth variant in variety of colors. What's crazy is I've read. I mean, I I've, and do you have do you is that the same um, like canister thing? But I, you just change the front. I believe or, so. Yeah. yeah. That way it's easier to travel with. You can have all the variants with you without <laughs> Sure, yeah, you can bring a variety of sleeves. Yeah. I know about this just from being on the internet for a long time. You know, I'm a child, I'm a child of the internet. I've seen a lot of things that I wish I hadn't seen. And mm. I've read about a lot of things. I've not actually touched one of these. But what's crazy is that it's the most successful male sex toy of all time by a lot. So we used to make rubber things that you could boink forever. 
But the, this I love one, that now you're getting shy about the language. I am. This yeah. is also dirty. It's pretty creepy. It's um, pretty creepy. But we're talking about a real it's thing. thing that exists. But so the all of a sudden they made it look like a flashlight, and it took off as if like men could not wrap their minds around a sex toy. But they were like, "Well, I've seen these flashlights, mm. and they do look like I could have sex with it." And so all of a sudden they were like, "It just the pun name." It clicked for us, and then all of a sudden, people are buying it. When you say us, you mean men in general. Men in not general, not us I. specifically. Yeah. It, this would be a better conversation if one of us could like talk about it in the first person, but we had this is all reading about no. it. No. We should have gotten one. We should have. I mean, I, oh, I how am I going to explain to my wife and my daughter? You know, my daughter, she can't find that She doesn't that listen to this, does she? She doesn't listen to this, but she can't find one of those lying around. I mean, there are parents who have sex house. toys. You put it in the drawer and close it. Yeah, well, good luck. That's not a secure... That's not a way to keep things away from children. I, uh... uh I hope that's not how you're securing your firearms. <laughs> just putting them in a drawer? Put them in a drawer and close it? Not having kids is how I'm securing my fire alarm. Or my firearms. Um, Do you have firearms? No. Okay, yeah, me neither. Uh, but... I mean, I probably read more about uh, flashlights than I have about uh, firearms. I mean, that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> if I was going to get one or the other, mm -hmm. I'd get the flashlight. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Make make flashlight not war. Yeah. I, the, the drawer thing reminds me, I was talking to a person, Portland is very, um, a lot of people in Portland are very uh, open about their sexuality, like to talk about it at dinner parties, and uh, I met a woman at a, at a party recently, uh -huh. and she was telling me about how her 12-year-old daughter recently found her sex toy drawer, Ooh. and she knows that the daughter found it because she went home and one of them was missing, mm -hmm. and she right. had to go have a conversation that's like... If this finds its way back, right. I won't ask any questions. Also, this one is one that plugs into the wall and is too intense for you. You shouldn't use that. Which is a weird conversation. Yeah. Well, this is this that type of thing is that makes you glad that you're not a lady. I'm glad because my wife will have to have that. Right. If that conversation is happening at our house, my wife is going to have to have it. Yeah, because if your daughter found the flashlight, it would be gross for her, but she would not be like, I'm going to try this. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work for her. Yeah. And you would... Yeah. that we, But you don't want her to find that. No. That's well, what I'm so saying. So lock you know. the drawer. Get get a like a dictionary that's hollow and has a, and then you open it and you there's a little safe in it and put it in there. Mm-hmm. Where do you get those? Do they sell those in Portland? Yeah, yeah like lock stores. Oh, yeah. Black, locksmith store. I, I have like no things that I hide, but I really like hiding things. And so I have a, I have a, a hollowed out book. I have two. One that's a safe and one that's just a normal book that I carved out. You carved it out yourself. I carved one out myself. The dictionary that has a locking mechanism. I bought that. I have a shaving cream can with a false mm -hmm. bottom. I've got stuff, and all I have in them is little notes that are like, "You found me," because I have nothing. I have nothing valuable to hide. But I love secret compartments. Where'd you buy your locking dictionary and your shaving cream can? They were just like one of those little like uh, huts in like a Safeway parking lot where they make key copies. Oh, really? They'll have they little tiny safes. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll have like it looks like four CDs, four jewel cases. Mm -hmm. But it's secretly a safe. I love it. I love those. The thing that I've heard that's uh, good is you put them in the, you know, you get a box of frozen vegetables and you take the vegetables out and sure. you put the thing in there and you put it in the freezer. That's what gangsters do. Is that what gangsters do? <laughs> well, look, I, it's been Where a are you getting gangster tips? Well, I assume that what the Sopranos are doing on sure. the Sopranos. It's probably real. Not real. I do get that they're not real gangsters. Right. No. Um, but uh, I think that they're, what they're, some of what they're doing is based on what real gangsters do. When I, do that. when I was in high school, I watched Rounders, that poker movie about the poker uh -huh. wrestlers. And they, uh, the opening sequence of that movie is him 
pulling wads of cash from different hiding places around the house, mm-hmm. and that was it. From then on, I was like, I'm going to hide. And I don't have any cash. I literally I have a book on my bookshelf that I hollow out personally, like glued the pages together, carved the middle out with a knife. It looks great. Super hidden. 24 bucks in it. But how did you glue all the paint? You just went around the edge. I went, I went with a glue stick and I went around the edge and I like open because if you glue the edges, it's obvious. So you have to open the book up, glue like a, a centimeter or two in, make a, a square around the edges, and every then carve page? the middle part. Yeah. Every page. Every page. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big project. It was a big project. But twenty four bucks. I don't want them to find it. You know. Twenty four bucks. What's your time worth? I mean, how much <laughs> glue time is that? Well, That's no, I mean, I'm hiding twenty four dollars in it. The, the book is. Oh yeah, infinitely okay. valuable. I yeah, I could put diamonds in there. I just don't have any diamonds. I just really like hiding stuff. There are still like three or four hiding places at my parents' house that I had created that have nothing in them, but like they're there. There's like a, there are two things buried in the backyard that somebody will find one day when they're redoing the landscaping. They're like they're gonna put in a hot tub, and they're like, "Why is there this safe buried in a piece of pipe two feet under the fence?" I don't or a know. bag of teeth. Yeah. I don't have any teeth in there, but well, because you don't have a kid. But oh, that they kid, were hiding the my no, teeth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the tooth fairy was hiding my teeth in the backyard. Yeah, the tooth fairy. It's you don't know where they put those teeth. So, uh, if you have kids listening, to this this is maybe a good time to skip maybe like two minutes ahead. Um, so there's no tooth fairy, Jake, but you are a parent. What do you do with those teeth? I well, the this thing a parent question. I don't know. It's just, that's why I thought of it during your hiding thing. So what happens to me is... You have a bag of teeth hidden somewhere in your house? You'll hide things, and then you put them somewhere. So, like, I'll get a tooth, and then I'll... Sometimes I'll tape it to an index card, and I'll write the date on it. Oh, that's cute. You know, it's upper front tooth or something. And then sometimes I'll just... I'm busy, so I'll just wrap it in a piece of saran wrap or a napkin, and I'll stick it into the old cigar. I don't smoke cigars, but I still have that cigar tube that the cigars go in. Love it. So I was going through those kind of spaces, crannies, hiding places so, in my office. So all around your office. Well, that's the problem. Is I, I here's how often kids lose their teeth. I mean, they go through spurts. Well, they lose three within a few months, but then 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 six months will go by, right? And they lose the next tooth, and you can't figure, you can't remember where you put the last tooth. And sometimes they lose it right before bed, and you're like, damn it. <sighs> I gotta get my cash. I gotta hide this tooth. I gotta, you know. So many other questions. How much do. money were you giving for teeth? What's inflation at these days? What's the going rate for What's a tooth? What's the tooth fairy forking over? Yeah. Um, three, three, it was $3 for a while, but I think now it's $4. Four, four dollars? Four. And, and they're those, so we get the coin, the dollar coin. Oh, no, sure. Because those are kind of special. Yeah, yeah, I feel special. Yeah. We, I mean, fe- I, got, I got 50 cent pieces, so $4 is a good deal. Oh, are you kidding me? My daughter is in gravy time. <laughs> she gets that. She gets that. The tooth, the tooth money, I mean... She doesn't really make a giant deal about how much money that is, and I think she gets four bucks a week allowance. Did she? Did you do the pillow? Like she put it under the pillow, and yep. that's the money went. Yeah. So you have to, while she's sleeping, go in there and reach under there. I make my wife do it, but kids are weird. They'll, they, you, it's hard to wake them up. Really? Once they're asleep. Oh, that's good. And uh, and sometimes they do a thing where they'll wake up and look at you and go, Daddy, I want a sandwich. And you go, okay, what kind? Peanut butter. And then you go to the kitchen to make a sandwich. When you get back, they're dead asleep. And they don't they remember just forgot. They just woke up and said something to you, but they yeah. don't remember. And they don't remember saying it the next day. Yeah. I, I I would think it's, you know, it's 2015. We could just tell the kid, you know, the tooth fairy likes to go look at your desk instead of under your pillow. Put it under a, a piece of uh, tissue on your desk and it'll be gone. And you don't have to wake it. You don't have to risk it. Yeah, that's true. You you kind of want to you kind of have to stick to the to the common story that everybody 
You know, like you you don't want your well, you, so you our say, theory at our house does oh, something fair. radically different from all the other. Well, so you could you, so here's what you do: you say put a note under your bed that says, "Hey, there's a tooth on the desk," and the tooth fairy will find it. That way, it's like you are helping the tooth fairy instead of changing the myth. You're like, let's make it easier for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I said him. I don't know why it's a him, the tooth fairy, but. Yeah, no, it's it's a lady. It probably is. But lady. it may be gender. It may be whatever you are, then the tooth fairy is the other Like a lizard. Guy. Have you seen that movie where the rock plays the tooth Well, that's fairy? what I was thinking. I think the canonical tooth fairy must be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's a pretty it's a pretty fun movie, but it's not a movie that you can have. You, you wish you could watch it with your kid, but it's like. Oh, right, we're talks it. about like it doesn't seem like there's really a tooth fairy. But then in the movie, there really is a tooth fairy. But it's obvious that but that's But it's Dwayne not... the Rock Johnson. How How. Are you still doing Santa? I cannot confirm or deny the rumors about Santa. Oh, I feel. Do like... you think people are listening to this that are going to be like, "No, I don't." I I, 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 write, I write for this uh, public radio show. Yeah, and I pitched daughter... this thing last year where we would talk about. Uh, I pitched a sketch where Santa was dead, uh, like forever, and they, which I thought was pretty funny, but they were like, "We can't admit that there's no Santa on the radio." Because there might be families there. And I just, I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't have kids yet, but uh, it's not my job to lie to your child. I feel like that's a risk. Like, if I'm writing, if I'm doing a radio show, we can talk about adult truths without worrying that we're going to, like... Well, it depends on... What lie you're telling your kid might be ruined. It depends on what the demographic of your radio show is. Like, if you're on National Lampoon, you can do whatever you want. But if you're on NPR, I think NPR is one of those things where that's where parents might be trying to get their kids used to thinking and listening to intellectual newsy type But if they're intellectual things, listening newsy type kids that's, tell them there's no Santa, right? That's not if a If there is not a Santa. That's if there's not a Santa. But that's not a breaking story. And I feel like let kids have a fun time believing things. There's a look reality check. There's enough terrible. The world turns out to not be anywhere near as magical as you thought when you were a kid. Right. And the longer you can delay yourself to realize that, I think, the better. The happier life you have. Yes. Why not the sooner you get that and then work on making actual magic? The example of that, what I just talked about, is that people still think we are going to pass some kind of gun regulations. They still believe believe in that. They believe... We're gonna pass. We're gonna get rid of these handguns and bullets and armor piercing everything, and we're gonna solve that problem. But I just don't think we are. I think we're so far down the road of stupidness. Yeah, not, I'm sorry. I didn't, no, I no, did, that's I interesting. just hijacked this I, thing. We but, did. This took a turn. I don't know if I'm ready for this discussion of gun control. Yeah, let's get back to Santa. Like, uh, yeah, let's let's let's, let's get stick back to, to Santa. uncontroversial things. There Santa's is... not. Your parents are Santa. I'm sorry, you had to know at some point. Oh, uh, if maybe <laughs> when we were when we were uh... our daughter. So our daughter okay. is eleven, uh-huh. and she's still talking about what Santa's going to bring her. Yeah. And she wants either she believes it, or she wants us to believe that she believes it, or it's interesting. We she you know it's it's this fun kind of it's fun at our house now because we don't know like who's fooling who. That's right, what I'm right. saying. Yeah, that's that's that where we're at. It's turned into that. I think there is definitely, I mean, obviously there's some magic in that, but I think there's also magic to a kid in having a day where your parents are extra nice to you and buy you the things they've been saying no to for a long time. The credit might be nice. My wife has had years where she's felt like, 
how come fucking Santa gets to yeah, give he gets all the, credit. the best present? Yeah. You know, obviously we give our kids presents things, that are yeah. from us also. Right, so but the kid's going to think you're cheap. Santa's very generous. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Fat, but not really. They're children. Come on. When we were, I think I was probably like seven or eight when I found out about Santa. Because mm. my, I have an older sister, and she is very smart. Like, frighteningly smart. And she took a handwriting sample from my parents' birthday cards to her and compared it to the cards from Santa and determined that they were a match of the handwriting. And, like, and had example, like, the E's are the same slant. Uh-huh. And confronted my mother with the evidence that was, like, these are the, here are the E's on mm-hmm. these cards. You know, the way they're spelling the name, this must be the real person. Oh, Clarice. Yeah. Does your mother, does she live in Quantico now, your sister? Is she working <laughs> for the FBI? She, she did work for the State Department for a while. She helped write part of the Constitution of Iraq. No shit. No bullshit. No bullshit. That was a solid guess on my part. I didn't know that. It was pretty that, close. Not not Quantico, but she did. She's done some really important work. She for helped write part of the Constitution of Iraq. Yeah. The new Constitution. Which does, okay, doesn't sound like the best credit, maybe, for a public policy person, but she was in charge of helping research the um, the part that has to do with um, it had to do with prisons and the uh, uh, what is it when you get out of prison early? What am I talking? What's the Parole? Parole. She had, to, she had to do with the parole section of the Constitution. It was crazy. But that was while she was at the State Department. Here's a little bit of the wake-up call for me. Mm-hmm. And, and a surprise. And I don't know how we would feel if, if it was reversed. But it turns out the Constitution of Iraq was written by an American schoolchild. Well, she was. She's, it was after she was. Yeah. Oh, she's grown up now. She's yeah. grown up now. It wasn't when she but, was nine, but. Uh, but she was. But it was written by an American. Like the State Department had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah you break it, you buy it. No, I get it. Yeah, we're we're writing the Constitution of other countries, right. but it's. I'm just saying, like, not blame the victim. We're right. the victim of terrorism, right? But right. not. It's like maybe we should let them write their own. Well, it was like it was so she didn't write all like she was part of a research team that helped show like what are the other parole systems in other similar countries of size and mm-hmm. and, and and region and then like presented it to the committee. I, I'm all of this is beyond me, you know. Sure, I, I took two naps today. It's I'm like not a I'm not at her level. No, I so get it. I I think that uh, it's it's past what I do. But Sheila was part of a team from the State Department that helped with that. Like Squarespace can help you design a website because you don't you're not a web designer. But exactly. If you, if you have a country, right? You go and to you Squarespace need, and, and you like, need to write a constitution. We want Iraq. Dot monster vagina. Dot space. Yeah, the State Department will help you. Will help you write a constitution for yeah. free, probably. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine they were billable hours. Yeah, I probably it was for free. I bet the Soviets have a constitution that they'll write for you too. Well, yeah, actually, what's inter- one of the interesting things if we're gonna. You, you keep wanting to make this the heavy shit podcast, and I'm fine with that. No, um, no, I don't. We'll get I want it to be the silly podcast because it's obvious to me that, I mean, it's obvious to me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. I'm just, we're just finding well, out. Well, so one thing that's interesting is that a lot of the, like, when there's new constitution stuff being written now, they don't, they, for a period of time, they were based on the American constitution, and they're not anymore. They're more based on the Canadian parliamentary system. So we're they're not taking help. that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not using the American constitution to, as a model anymore. Because yeah. it, it, it turns out a lot of great stuff. A few mistakes. We have a few mistakes. We're making a few mistakes yeah. in America. Oh, and, yeah. I yeah. mean... The, and I don't think it's weakness to admit that. Like, people were... Like, in the 1700s, people were very dumb. Right? They're like, there were no cameras. There were no recording equipment. There was no computer. Well, and things changed, you know? Yeah, the, and things The changed. right to bear yeah. arms. Arms have changed. The, yeah. the, the whole idea of the parliamentary... I think we didn't want to have a 
parliament or whatever we thought was going on in right. England because we wanted to be different. We're going to have yeah. a president, not a king. Yeah. But their system where the where the prime minister is the head of the party or right, you have right. to have a coalition or you get a few yeah, other parties Yeah, the coalition going, government's a really interesting way to run a country. It's Well, because actually then things get done. Yeah. You know, the majority is in charge and a representative of that kind of majority or that coalition is the person in charge and they can kind of advance their ideas. Yeah. And as soon as the people get tired of that, they can throw it out and vote for another thing. Like, yeah, we can't I'm vote for that. another thing. Nope. We've got two jackasses arguing with each other, and as soon as yep. one of them gets in charge, the other one tries to wreck everything and blame the person who's yeah. in charge. Yeah, exactly. That's and how I see it. I, I think that's I think that's true, and I think that that's the sort of thing that my sister would be more involved in than I am. Right, you can't speak authoritatively I can't, on that. I can't authoritatively. She knows more about that than I do. But um, that was a polite way of saying, like, I'm not even going to address, agree, or disagree with what, you're, what well, you just did to me about the parliamentary system is what I did to you at first about Santa. Oh yeah, yeah, I can confirm or deny that. I no, I guess I'm just I'm intimidated because, and this is true of my comedy too. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm a little dumber on stage than in real life. Did you notice that? Here's the thing. Yeah, it's always a good idea if you can to get other people to underestimate you. Totally, I think that's exactly right. I think that's true of me, and I and part of it is because it's hard to be funny and smart. It's hard to be smart as fun. like like Greg Proops does. That's great, and I am not that smart, and I can't. And it's even a lot that of is work. kind of a joke. Like the, the, the mm. smartest man in the world is sort of a joke. Uh, it's but, completely a joke, but right. he's very smart. Yes, and but he, I being smart and funny, or being funny about a thing that you really think about and are serious about and have opinion, it's harder for me. But I can talk, like, the dumb things I do, the embarrassing, embarrassing things I can do. I can talk about naps all day and ice cream and whatever. Did you take two naps today? I, For real? Or you I, I, that was not real. I yeah, took, you made that up. So, I okay. did, okay, so I woke up for, like, a half hour, and then I went back to sleep for an hour. So that was sort of, like, another, mm, like, boy. I got up and then took some more sleep, and then I took a nap later. So it's not quite two naps. I feel like... Well, so then I took three naps because I woke up at three in the morning and peed, and then I rolled around for a while. And sure, sure. It. I was yeah. exaggerating for comedic okay. effect. I yeah, took no. a nap, and then I also like was in bed for a while. I have trouble take. I can. I, if I'm traveling on the road, I can take a nap. But when I'm um, at home, I can't take. A well, nap. I've been having these crazy nights partying with you, and so I've been real tired. We did stay up last stay night up? and the night before. Yeah, we had yeah. a drink. We well, stayed up. It this wasn't is... cra- I wouldn't call it crazy. <laughs> I had two drinks both nights too. Yeah. That's all. I and I was uh, we left. I left at like one. But I, I like people in Portland. I've had three different people say in the last month, "Are you okay being up this late?" That's what people think of me. I look like somebody who can't stay out past midnight. Like, well, you've got an old school clean cut. You could you look like you could have been a contempt like one of the guys my dad went to college with or something. Oh sure, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. you have with that. You have that's your yeah. your haircuts and your. Clean, groomed, fresh face. Part of that is the way uh, fashion has come around and started copying that. But uh, I also like <laughs> that's why I was also very polite. <laughs> um, no, no, I mean like I just mean like I'm following trends with the hair and sure. I, yeah, I love it and I'm glad it's come back to being able to side part because I missed my side part. But and is it is it cut so this side like you couldn't switch it nope. over? It's, oh no no no, it's cut to the yeah, it's cut to the part, which is a, that's just more modern. I didn't used to do that as much in the '60s, but that's how it is now. I yeah. like it. I like it. But I I look like that. I look a little throwback. I also look a little bit Mormon to a lot of people. I've had several people who thought I was Mormon for a while. 
It's a very clean cut hair haircut, yes. and you do wear the kind of the collar down. sweater. Yeah. It's like a preppy. Like you could have, mm -hmm. you could be going to college or teaching college. And I don't really drink, and so if you hang out with me, and I want to go to, and, and I have a wife, so I like frequently like go home, and people will, who don't will party all night, and so I'll be like, well, it's ten o'clock. I'm gonna go home and see this person. Uh, oh well, you've got a pretty awesome wife if you can go home at ten o'clock and she's awake. Well, she's, she'll be awake for like another half an hour, so I want to see her before she goes to mm -hmm. bed. You know, mm -hmm. try. So I'll leave early to try to catch a couple minutes with her. Because, you know, she works during the day, and I work in the evenings, and so we miss each other a lot. So if I can get a few minutes... See, this is why people think I'm Mormon, because I want to go see my wife. I understand. Well, you've got... I want to see my wife, too. I really miss her right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's different when I'm on the road, because I have no one to go home to, so I'll stay out later. So, so stay out late. Drinking water, though. Not... Yeah, drinking... But you would, have a, you would have a drink sometimes, right? Or Not never? really. Never. Not really, no. Zero. Can no. you just... I mean, like, at, like... Christmas, I'll have a sip of my wife's wine or something, but like, no. You just never liked it. No, it's not my. Well, uh. Well, you did like it a lot one time. No, no, not that. Uh, I don't want to imply that. Uh, but I, um. You knew somebody who liked it a lot. I knew, yeah, I knew a lot of, yeah. There was, my extended family had a lot of darkness in it, a lot of yeah, addiction yeah. issues. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, you don't just have a drink and then it's a good time. It's like, you have a drink and then you ruin Thanksgiving and your kids never talk to you again. And like, that just seemed like that was the obvious connection to me. Yeah, don't was, do that. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to start this because you just ruined mm -hmm. everything. And I, I don't do anything like a little bit. So if I had been drinking in high school, I would have done it a lot. What's the thing that you're doing a lot that you really like? We just talked about playing video games, right? I or play phone. well. I play phone games. I'm not really like video game people. Like this is a and and I hate it because it's taking time away from other. I could never get into it because I could always, while I'm trying to learn how to play or looking at the thing, I'm thinking about, like, I could be reading a book right now or they're, just surfing the they're internet. They're getting really good at that easing you, like, where the first minute is fun and then you're already playing the game before you know it. Like, the their phone games are real smart. They're yeah. really good at that. But I, you know, I've had, a, I've had a lot of things. I mean, obviously, comedy and writing is 95% of my time now. But I, um, I've had a lot of uh, obsessions. I was, a pretty, I was, like, a pretty good competitive bowler for several years. Mm -hmm. uh, my senior year in college, I won the city bowling tournament, uh, and uh, wow! So and that's pretty... you have to kind of be obsessive about bowling. Yeah, well, yeah. I had a bowling coach for a while. I was pretty oh, into it. Wow! Uh, and before that, I was like uh, for like high school, I was uh, I played a lot of poker, hustled poker. Oh, really? I was a bit of a pool shark for several years. Like I spent a lot of time doing that, which was another. I think another thing part that contributed... of, those, of those three: bowling, pool, or poker. Which do you think is that requires the most time to maintain your skills? To maintain? Well, the I mean, the, or to acquire the game of poker has changed a lot, so I've lost it. Whereas bowling, I could come back, and with work, I think I could get back into it fairly quickly. Um, the poker has changed enormously. Um, so. Well, I was playing a lot online because I was a kid, so I wasn't oh, allowed to play. Uh -huh. it was, so I had to go where it was illegal anyway. So I was playing online, and the game online, like poker online, just to give you the short version of it, is like um, there are there's software that that is legal that that watches what other people do in your hands, just uses public information, but builds profiles of other players, and then posts that like shows you that information above the player. So while you're playing the game, there'll be a little stat above the person's head that says they fold forty percent of the time pre-flop in this position and so there's this huge world of information of legal but kind of sketchy information and uh, you knew how to get you know how to get that. when i started playing there was none of that those, those oh, all came along later and so when i came back and started to try to get back into it a couple years ago you have to get the software and you have to learn how to use it because it's not it's information but you have to know how to use the information but like it's it's changed a lot and, and also, then you and you could wind up playing some kind of robot you basically yeah essentially you can be playing a robot yeah that's true of like right now if you go to like the sports betting sites like DraftKings, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are running robots algorithms they're like 
uh, quantitative analysis people from hedge funds that are running robots that just do sports betting for you. So if you go bet and you're like, hey, it's fun, I can just go bet sports, you're playing against robots. You can't win. You can't win the stock market either. There's robots on the stock market. The yeah, only thing exactly. you can, you can just kind of slowly dump your money in there. Or you, you get an index fund and then it'll... Anyway, this yeah. is boring. I uh, okay, well, I get I, bored I of myself. It, I liked it when robots were playing poker. Yeah, yeah, poker. Yeah, robots like poker. That. So that's true. Um, of those, what's the the longest to acquire is really... I think I got well, better pool. at bowling fastest. I think pool, like... Pool I, seems like the one that you can really get your ass kicked because it's there's the mental, the physical, yeah. all the tables are different. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, but bowling is all different too, and this is what you don't know when you don't play much. But like uh -huh. the way you oil a bowling lane changes from alley to alley, and and then how that how like the kind of the viscosity of the oil they're putting on the lane, the the way they maintain it, the way the other people you're playing against bowl affects how the oil is breaking down over the course of a game. So mm -hmm. like basically like if if the way bowling it's this is a fascinating thing to me that is probably boring to everybody else but at um at the higher levels <laughs> of bowling basically everybody could just get these ridiculously high scores 280 you know all the time if the oil is easy so the way you put oil down in a lane you can put it in a pattern that makes the game easier or the game harder basically mm -hmm. and so what they do is at the professional level all of a sudden their scores in the professional tour are much are much lower than they would be if they were just playing at your local alley because the professional tour makes the lanes harder to play on to make it more competitive. I see. So if you play, like, when you go play a league at a bowling uh, alley, they're going to make it as easy as possible so you have a good time. And then you try to get competitive, you go to these tournaments, and all of a sudden the lanes are impossible. So if you just went in randomly to bowl with people who don't have their own balls, you're going to clean up. You're going to kill them. Well, not necessarily. Because if, if we're in the middle of the day where it's public bowling, they're not oiling the lane at all. And if there's no oil on the lane, it doesn't matter to the guy who's throwing the house ball that just skids like a hockey puck down the lane. But my ball, which has a composite uh, uh, structure on the outside that grips the lane better, if there's mm -hmm. no oil, it's going to grip too much and go in the gutter. So I actually need a decently maintained lane, whereas you're going to bowl the same no matter where you are. You're going to be like bowling 90, but you'll play the same, and I'll right, be like 120. But You're not going to bowl a 90. No, probably not. Although house equipment is also different. What's, what happens is once you get used to your own fancy equipment, it's hard to play on crappy. Like, I can't... The hardest thing for me is somebody else's shoes. Using those house shoes that don't mm. fit well and they don't slide well on the foot is really hard for me. And I'm afraid I'm going to fall down all the time. This conversation just makes me want to never go bowling. Because I, I, when I go, I have, I have fun. But it's like, I don't even understand why we're keeping score, really. Right. Sure. It's just like... And that's one thing that you lose when you start taking stuff seriously. That like the thing that I love is finding a game that I thought was random, and all of a sudden I see there's this whole deep world in it. Mm -hmm. And then that first part, like the difference between you you just bowling every once in a while for fun, and then you start trying and you get good equipment, and you go to good lanes. That rise where you go from averaging ninety to averaging one eighty is meteoric and it's exciting and it's very fun. And then what happens is you get to a point where it's like, if I want to go from one eighty to one eighty five, that's three years of work with a coach. If I want to go from 185 to 187, that's another three. Like, the, you get diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. So I love any game that first year where you go from 90 to 180. And I don't have the interest or the time to go from 180 to 185. Right. Did so, you hustle people when you were bowling? Did you go and bet on bowling? Bowling is pretty hard to hustle. Not a lot of people bet money on bowling. There are people, but it's much harder. And you have to, you know, you have a lot of obvious equipment. No, I knew. This is how a guy I knew would do it. Mm -hmm. He... He was a good bowler. He had a bunch of balls, and mm -hmm. he would go and he'd get in this tournament. And his thing was, he would 
tank out of the tournament. And so that's his... Sweet show. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, the... he's sandbagging it to tank out of the tournament, but then he would bet with people on the side, yeah. you know, the other guys with a bag full of six balls and yeah. whatnot. And then he would he would bet them on the side while they're practicing. Interesting. Yeah, I never did that with bowling. I, you know, I hustled a lot of, po a lot of poker and I hustled a lot of pool in high school I, or mm -hmm. in college. In college, in the basement of the dorm, I used to hustle frat boys all the time with my buddy Tallahassee Mike. We would, uh, we would play against these frat guys and just clean up. And pool, we pool or poker pool together, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I play. I I'm a, in in high school. I used to hustle this motorcycle gang that had a po regular poker game, and I used to go in there and play and take all their money. Well, don't they? Don't they just the first time you do that say you can't come back and do it again, or so, is it the second time? Well, that's what that's what time? hustle. That's the difference between hustle and just being better than people. Like the way hustling works. Like just what you're saying about sandbagging. It's the acting. It's the showing people that you're not good. That's the skill. But they know that you're good once you've cleaned them twice. Right? No, not if you're good at it. If you're good at it, they think it's luck every time, and then the one time you lose, they think that was obviously what was supposed to happen. Now we're right back around to people underestimating. Exactly. You, no, that's the through line. I think that's what I love is people underestimating me. So like, what's the secret to getting to them people to underestimate you? Uh, overall in life or in that area in particular? Well, the obvious answer I would guess would be you you act stupid, mm -hmm. but that's not really what you do. That's not that's not what makes people want to exploit you. What makes people want to exploit you don't want you want them to think they're hustling you. So right, that what helps. you yeah, want to sure. do is be overconfident and under, you know, to show like not good ability or or be an inaccurate estimator of your own talent. You know, well, there's poker is one of the easiest things to do that at because there's a lot of little bits of luck, mm -hmm. and it's easy for people to mistake the skill parts for the luck parts. So that's why poker works. And what I like, so what I loved about uh, the poker hustling, and I think the key to hustling poker was just to be a very humble loser or winner, to make it really easy to for someone to lose money to you. So if you're playing poker and you're like, when somebody, when you beat somebody, even if it was because you're really skillful, and you make them feel okay, like it's oh that was not hard, oh it was just luck, oh this guy's fun, and he's like, you know, you win a big pot, and you're like, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna give you guys some of this back. This was dumb. I didn't mean that, you know, or let me buy you drinks. Like you just be really generous when you win. And then people think, oh, he's fine. I don't mind losing to this guy. And they kind of lose track of how often they're getting beaten. So mm -hmm. I think one of the main keys to that is to make it, to, to hustling is to making it really easy to lose money to you. Just like fun and, and harmless. When I was hustling pool, the key to that, so we were, you, you ever played cutthroat three-person pool game? No. Okay, so there's this just classic uh, game where each of the three people has, uh, you're assigned to like the first five balls and the next five balls and the next five balls, right? Yeah. And... Uh, the goal you're, is to you're not shooting the other else guys and keep yours on. All right. Yeah. So we used to do this great hustle. Me and this guy Tallahassee Mike, um, who's never been to Florida, and we would um, we would play a game where we were secretly on on a team, but we didn't tell anybody. And the way it worked was he was a great pool player, but I, and he would just show like I'm great. I'm gonna beat you, and he would always be up in people's faces. And then I was like the bumbling. I'm terrible, and I would use house pool cue even though I had a good cue. I wouldn't use my cue. I'd use the house cue. And what my job was was it'd be the three of us playing. And I would be like, I'd get mad at Mike for some reason. Early, like right away, I'd be like, oh, Mike, I'm I'm only going after you today. And then I would always shoot at his balls, and I would always clear them away from the pockets. Because I was much better than I seemed. So I was able to move them, and so it looked like I kept but you, missing. But you're doing a thing that's, that you're you're doing a skill that looks like a exactly. non-skill. Exactly. I'm making the skill look like I'm terrible. And so the guy who were, the guy who were taking would never be mad at me. And he couldn't be mad at Mike because Mike told him he was better. Mike's like, I'm going to win every time. And then I would be like, no, I'm going to get you, Mike. I'm going to get you. And then I would just keep protecting Mike and making that work. 
So it was a perfect, like, as a, as, and as people, you know, because that we could run into each other later. And you're like, well, I'll get you, Mike, because you're so good. And Alex, man, you're a waste of space. I feel like as I'm listening to you talk, I realize I must have underestimated you. You think? <laughs> well, in some way. This just seems like a whole side of you that I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes this a fun conversation Yeah, for me, yeah. Because uh, I would have never picked you as that guy. I love that stuff. I, you know, I, that was like my favorite thing. I used to be really into um, learning card cheats, which is a different step from hustling people. So I, I learned how to cheat at poker before I learned how to play poker for real. Um, because I found my, my buddy found this book on gambling scams mm -hmm. called gambling scams, how to detect them and how to protect yourself. And the thing is, if you teach someone how to detect the scams, you sort of teach them how to do it. And sure. so we used yeah. to just read this book and learn all these gambling scams. And we find, we eventually, we, we made a uh, acquaintance with this, uh, underworld character, this shady character that we met, uh, when we tried to play, we were doing three card money in a Carl's Jr., and um, this guy hustled us. You were doing three-card money. Like 16 years old. Me and my buddy, we were setting up in Carl's Jr. in Reno, Nevada, playing okay. three-card money with strangers. Don't Google the fleshlight, but please Google <laughs> Alex Falcone, because when you see him, he does not look like the guy who's doing three-card money in a Carl's Jr. I mean, I wouldn't anymore. But like, no, sure, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it. So we were doing that, and this guy came along and just beat the pants off us. Just way better at it than at, we were. At your own... Yeah, we're, we're trying to hustle him, and it turns out he was a professional hustler. But I thought with three-card money, I thought it was like there's no way to win. It Well, so it depends on how you're throwing it. There are ways to make it so you can't possibly lose. We did not learn that. We learned the basic setup. And the way the basic setup works is it's actually just a sleight-of-hand thing, so it looks like the card goes one way and it doesn't. And he knew that. We only learned, like, the entry-level move, and he knew that move. And he, he kept pretending, like, I don't understand the rules. I don't understand the rules. He hustled the shit out of us. And then he finally was like, we were like, all right, let's play for 20 bucks. And he just like turns over the card and is like, I'm sorry, you guys have no idea what you're doing and you shouldn't be doing this. Um, and uh, his buddy was just sitting in the back laughing the whole time. He was like, oh yeah, PJ knows cards way better than any stupid kids. So we took our 20 bucks, but then he kind of like took us under his wing. And so we would like meet him up at Carl's Jr. And he would teach us how to hustle cards, how to cheat at cards. And we hung out with him for a while, but then it turned out like... <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. This is like a, you're a great so summer. blowing my mind right now because you're a guy who won't drink because he's worried that he's going to spiral out of control yeah. like so many family members. Because I went so far you. into this but, that I'm a, but, like, but drinking. But you're a guy who's like, yeah. So I met a guy because I was hustling three card money, yeah. and he took me under his wing, yeah. and he's, you know, well, how come this isn't a movie? Okay, so then what happens? I'd love it to be a movie. I'd love to make a movie about PJ because he was an incredible. But so what happens? We're hanging out with PJ, and he's teaching us all these card cheats. But it sort of became clear to us that he wasn't an artist he was just a person who stole money for a living so his like he would teach us cards he's he definitely would hustle card games but his main thing was that he had a fake business that made bird houses for rich people and then he would just charge them a lot of money and then not build them and he would or he'd do like he did like he had like a gardening thing he'd do like walls like retaining walls he would like charge you for the rocks and the mortar and then he would just disappear he was just a criminal and so we were like, oh, it's cool when you're doing it at cards, but like, that seems shitty. You're just stealing people's money. And he would say things like, look, if you guys are playing this game, um, but they um, they leave their money on the table, just the cash sitting there, just take the cash and run away. And we were like, no, this is an art. The point of this is to like, this, this skill that we're well, practicing. Well, right, if you do that, if you do what you just said, then that... Those people see you again, and right? Yeah, gonna... exactly. Well, that yeah, I mean that's true. But also, it felt morally different, not just like structurally different that you couldn't keep playing, but also like 
Well, like, I don't want to okay. do that. I'm not a thief. It's okay if they don't know that you're cheating them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you show them a good time, and you beat them with this but are you art really, and this intellectualism. So if it's a sleight of hand thing, and the ace is really there, yeah. you know, I mean, if you flipped all of them over, the ace would be there. Right. That's what you're saying. Yes. So, so you're not really cheating them. You're just Well, so we, that was with three-card money, but we were learning poker things that were definitely cheating. You know, yeah. I, I can do a, still, I can do a pretty good second deal where, you know, the card doesn't move from the top of the deck, you deal the second card and no one can mm -hmm. see that that's happening. I can do a lot of little things like that still. And I never, I've never done it for money in games because we well, were sure. like, we were training oh, with oh, PG. Of course, of course, absolutely <laughs> you have it. Yes, well, no, no I... so what I, what I, well, what happened was we're hanging out with him and he's a, and he's a criminal and then, and we're realizing like, this guy is not cool. This guy is just a mm -hmm. shitty person who like leaves town and then one day he just disappeared he stopped hanging out we just never saw him again he was, missed a meeting we never saw him and then like eight months later we saw his friend who we saw that first time at carl's jr his friend comes in to another restaurant that we're hanging out in and we're like hey have you seen pj and he's like oh yeah he went to jail eight months ago because he was just a criminal and like well, that somebody's was not gonna fun. somebody's gonna catch him yeah right? well I mean, especially you can't... for the business stuff like yeah you didn't Build the retaining wall, you promised. Right, they're going to find you. I mean, yeah. you can't just run away and evaporate. How so many we times can you do that yeah. before you have to be gone? You can't be in the town anymore. Exactly. So we figured out at that point, we're like, look, we're not thieves. We want to, like, be artists. And so I kind of, we like, and it turns out with poker, if you're good at it, you can make as much money or more safely by just winning. You just can play better. You don't have to cheat. Right. So, I like, legitimately, I've never cheated at poker. But I have won a lot. You know, I made a lot of money in high school and college because I was just better than people. And mm -hmm. it's gambling. So if you're good and everyone else is having a good time, and the you know, like a thousand dollars to me in high school meant a lot of money, but to the people I was playing with, they were adults. You know, they have a fun time online. There was a, a, a few bucks here and thirty bucks, fifty bucks. It, like it's not a huge deal to them. But a thousand dollars to me over six months—that's a you know, that's a that's lifetime. A good, that's a good haul. That's a great haul. So was all this happening in Portland? No, this was in Reno, Nevada. Oh, where you'd so expect Reno, it. yeah, you yeah. would. Reno, Reno that's where you like... meet a poker hustler to Carl's Juniors in Reno. That doesn't happen here. Yeah, you yeah. set the movie here, no one believes you. It seems like in Reno, if you're not learning how to do three card Monty, or yeah, I think it's a necessary skill. Everyone in this is the thing about Reno. When I when I was there the last time doing a show, I go the one thing we can be sure of: everyone in this room has made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we we all could be in Vegas, but we're not. You were not. No, you're in mini Vegas. And some of us shouldn't even be gambling. Right. Most people shouldn't be gambling. Well, yeah, you, so where, where were you playing in Reno? You were at the Catch Rising Star? I think it was the Catch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're in that, but that's mostly locals probably, right? It was a lot of locals. Well, that was that was what was fun about it. It, it was a fun weekend, that weekend. Yeah. That, because the guy who opens up is a guy who's in this uh, ABBA tribute band. Sure. I mean, that's not the what he's... piano guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was... Well, so the thing about the locals, though, is that most locals in Reno do not gamble. The bulk of them do not gamble. You know, like, gambling paid for high schools and Anymore. schools and libraries. Well, that's... that's... Most Actually, of them, all... most of them were dealers. Almost everybody there, mm -hmm. like, uh, card dealers, not, not drug dealers. Um, but, like, everyone I know worked in casinos for a while. I was a bellhop right. for a summer, you know. Like, sure, everyone, I bet it's a good job, a right? guy. Yeah, it, it's, it pays surprisingly well. And so what happens is people get trapped because it pays better than you think you're going to make... And then you stay there a little too long, and then all of a sudden you live in Reno and you're forty. But you, uh, but the the dealing is what gets. So it's it's more like we're all in on the scam, and the tourists are the people paying the money. Sure, sure. So that's why I thought always like from young that I like I need to learn the way to be on this side. I want to. I don't want to gamble. I want to own a casino. You know that mm -hmm. seems like the better deal. Well, so what's your what's your hobby hustle thing that you do now? 
Is it just stand-up? It's comedy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I've poured that, I've poured those skills into like, you know, like booking emails, you know, like that kind of, like, you know, hitting people up and, and networking and like that's, it's not the same skill and it's not hustle, but it, you know, you can be very humble when you get accolades and I think it's part of people underestimating you and then all of a sudden you go and you blow the doors off a show. You know, you seem like a really, instead of like, I'm the greatest, you know, I think like I, it's yeah, kind of well, hustle, they... but I can just be humble and hardworking. Well, we were talking last night and you had some pretty solid advice about the, you know, the promotion thing. You yeah. know, you got to get your, figure out what your job is and define your, yeah. your um, marketing plan. Yeah. Like we all have to turn into little marketers now. Exactly. You, yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't just be a comedian. You got to also learn how to host a podcast and yeah. then not, not just host a podcast, not just do the, promote the podcast. Then you got to get people to listen to it and you got to be sh shameless about yeah. that. You know, it's like, look, yeah. This is maybe not the greatest conversation ever, but it's a pretty good conversation. I, I feel good about yeah. it. I learned web design so I could build a website for myself. I learned Photoshop to make posters. You know, like I learned audio editing for my podcast. You know, I've done a lot of like all the skills that I want for this, which I could never put into some other career. I'm not a hard worker for someone else. But if it's just for me and for a thing I want more than anything, like I can it. learn whatever skill I will put in whatever hours. Like all of that energy has been combined into like little things that are comedy related. How long? And so, tell me about your other jobs in Portland. You're a comedian. You write for the. Paper. I write for both the all weekly papers here. So there's the Portland Mercury and the Lamont Week, and they don't really get along. But I'm the only person who's allowed to write for both uh, because of special circumstances. I don't know because I was nice because to of both special of them. skills. It's Maybe. this hustler yeah. skill. It's I like so. I'm not the guy who you want to stop from doing the thing that yeah. you stop everyone else from doing. Yeah, and I'm... and the Lamont Week hired me to be their movie critic, so I write movie reviews, which I'm not. I'm not good. I don't know anything about movies. I'm dumb. I didn't even finish my freshman uh, movie, uh, intro to film class. I gave up because it was harder than I thought. But I... Uh, do you have a degree? I do. I have a bachelor's in philosophy. Nice. Which is, uh, well, it, uh, easy is what that is. Really? I think oh, yeah. I think philosophy is no. harder than people want to get. My thesis was four pages. My senior year, I took just guitar and tennis. I... I'm not a hard worker for someone else. I mean, I spent a lot. Yeah, I, I, I learned guitar. I learned tennis. You know, mm -hmm. I played. Uh, like, I, I worked really hard in my improv group. I built an improv team there and ran that. Like, I spent a lot of time doing. I learned web design. Like, I did a lot of stuff. You know, like in my free time, but I didn't. How long have you been here in uh, Portland? Eight years in Portland, about about something like that. So you came here out of college. Right after, yeah. My wife and I moved. We went to college together. My wife and I and in Brigham Young. And bring them, actually, she is from Salt Lake, but not Mormon. No, we went to uh, uh, Whitman College in Walla Walla, Washington. A little tiny, private, rich kid school. And I was from Reno, so I was basically diversity. And so they uh, gave me a lot of money to go oh, there. Oh, man, I love that. That's a hustle, too, right? A you're, little the, bit. you're the diverse. They were, because they, it's all Seattle and Portland families that send their rich kid, rich families that send their kids to Whitman. So they're like, oh, Reno. We don't get a lot of those. Yeah. And I had test scores. But anyway, like I, so I got into it was a really great little tiny school, and then I like did not work that hard in the major, but I worked really hard on everything else in the meantime. Hustling the frat guys. Hustling the frat guys in the in the basement, playing pool with them. And, and then, then you moved here, started and, comedy here. Started comedy here. I started. I, well, I've been doing improv since high school, so I've mm -hmm. done improv for like 15, 20 years uh, at this point. But I fifteen, not twenty. Um, and then uh, um, was came here, did improv here for a few years. You know, doing some professional corporate improv and that sort of thing. And then eventually, and I've always wanted to try stand up, but like. Improv is, was like, you could just go hang out with people and do improv, and stand-up was like, you have to decide on your own to make this your thing. And so that felt braver to me, and so I stayed with improv for a while. And then finally, like, got, what I, I got like seven improvisers who'd never done stand-up before to put together a stand-up night of us all doing it for the first time. 
and which sounds like it'd be a nightmare, but it was actually great because right. we just had all of our friends and they were all super supportive and it was great. And then they were like, "Great, we're never gonna do this again." And I was like, "Well, I'm finally here," and so I started doing open signing mics up for that. open mics and yeah. whatnot. How many, how long have you been doing that? Six years, five years. Five wow, so years? that's pretty. That's pretty new. I know. Oh, it yeah, yeah. I no, 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 I know I'm... it doesn't feel new, but um... well, I'm kind. Of, you know, it's interesting because I'm kind of like I'm in like the first couple years. It's actually cool to have a low number of years because then you're like, oh, for that, whoa, you're really great. And then there's a point at like five years where it starts to switch where it's like, I think three years is more impressive than six. I think people treat three years like, oh, you're brand new. And at six years, they're like, oh, you should be better by now. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I'm kind of shifting now to where it feels like I should actually say that it's been longer. But it's been about six years. I know. I wouldn't. I, I don't buy into it. I've been doing this 34 well, there's a part years. where then there's, so, there's probably a then, ceiling where it sounds that, too at long. At that point, it's like, what? How yeah. can that be true? Right. Um, so, yeah. And you're getting ready to move to L.A. possibly, you think? Hopefully at the end of next year. My, my wife's in a master's degree and doesn't like L.A. So we have to solve. She has to finish college, and I have to convince her that it's a good city. And then hopefully there are parts, right. there are parts of L.A. that are great. So I know. Come I, down, I think so. When you come down, you got to check that out. I, will, I, I love the city, and I was surprised because everyone here talks so much shit about it. But... What's your wife getting a master's degree doing? Uh, public policy. She wants to work in local government. She wants to do homework for a living, basically. You can just admit it. She wants to write the constitution. <laughs> she wants to write the she, Syrian constitution. She That's has what she wants to do. Smaller ambitions than my sister, but similar. She wants to mm-hmm. help local governments function better. and Because local government, if you're really into making the world a better place, local government is where you can actually... Because like the city council does more than the United States Congress, it gets well, so much more done, and it affects lives right away. And it's kind of there's less people voting. Yeah. Well, it's a small percentage of the people who vote anyway. But when right. you get down to city council, you yeah. can you get a shot if it's your dream to get on the city council. You can make that happen. She's not a. She's very sure. She doesn't. Want she's to not going to run, but she wants to like work with local governments, helping people and making making local policies work better, making government run better. So. She's into policy research and, and, and wants to do that. And, you know, uh, L.A. could work for that. We'll see. This is kind of an awkward time because we've been having some long talks about it. So it's kind of a weird place. We're not no, sure I get it in a marriage. It's a big deal to move, too. To move for one person and then yeah. the other person's got to do the thing. And the odds that she's going to be getting a better job than you when you get down there and you made her move there to get a right, right. better job. Yeah. Be, uh, but I, I want to be in L.A. and I want to write for TV. That's what I've always... I think that's, like, that's the place I should be. I love writing and I think TV would be really fun. Yeah, well, that I anybody who wants to write in L.A., I think, especially as a stand-up, if that's your goal and you're focused and you do the work, I, I think there's great opportunities down there. Oh, I, but, I hope so. And I, I, that's why I like, you know, writing movie reviews is not exactly comedy writing, but I'm writing words. You know, I'm cranking out, you know, thousands of words a week. Right? And, I, and what I, I look at it as, I'm not, like I said, I'm not smart about movies, but you send me to a movie, I'm going to write jokes about that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, and they hired me because they liked my comedy. So they were like, they saw me at a stand-up show and was like, I heard you write. We'd like a, somebody to be funny about movies. So like, my review of Creed was not about how great the Rocky franchise is. It was an excuse to work in the title of ten different songs by the band Creed. So that's what I'm interested in. And did you just drop them in there, or did did you let? Do people have to know that that's what you were doing, or I with a after a long fight with my editor, we agreed to capitalize them, even though they were in the middle of sentences, to give you a hint that something was going on as to why I was using these weird phrases, but not to explain that they were from. That. He wanted to capitalize. He wanted to she, make yeah, it more. Yeah. She wanted to make. She it wanted to make obvious. it more obvious. She wanted to turn up the obvious, yeah. which I'm fine with. I wanted it to be just a special thing for certain people to discover, mm-hmm. but she's right. I think I think it, I think it was the right way to go. So they're capitalized, but. Um, well, just that I asked the question, it's obvious exactly. that it's an issue that you did. You yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it as an excuse to write jokes. If you send me to a movie, I'm going to write jokes about it. So 
Well, I can't wait to read some of your stuff online. What was the story that uh, Michael was talking about the other night? Oh, yeah. He read... I, I, so, uh, the one week I do movie reviews, the, the Mercury, I write cover stories, and they just... So, the features, four times a year, three times a year, they just let me write whatever I want. So, I, I have this thing, because my wife and I are not wealthy, and but we like to do fancy things and feel wealthy for a little bit, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I wrote this guide to how to live like a baller, you know, even if you're not. So, how to pretend to be rich. So, it was like... We love to go to really fancy restaurants and just order cookies and then uh, and be like, oh, we're really full. We came from this other place where you've eaten all these oysters. And so now, so they think we're, we're well, fancy. It's a rich, it's a rich person behavior, too. Yeah. Yes. We came here after we, just for the we love your cookies. Yeah, exactly. The other, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. Uh, so we like to do that and, we, you know, test drive cars. We like to, I like to go condo shopping look and, and mm-hmm. ask them a lot of questions about the fixtures because condo salesmen love talking about fixtures. And, um, and I, like, I mentioned that like piece one, I was telling you that one of my favorite thing now is that you don't have to look rich because of Mark Zuckerberg. So if you look like you're a 24 year old nerd, you could have just sold a web company. Right. You yeah. don't have to have nice clothes to look rich. So you come in, you say like, oh, I just moved up here from Silicon Valley where I sold a small game company. They're like, oh, please. And then you can look like me and still get shown around. Well, but you look like a normal, just you look like a normal dude who's not rich. But in yeah. LA, this has been going on for ever because of rock stars and, right, and true. Yeah, actors yeah. and stuff. So you they can no look, you can walk in if you've got the right if you pretend like you've got money. You can even be drunk, right, and dirty, and they think, well, he's probably. Well, guy. this is also. I mean, this is obviously showing our uh, some privilege because we're white dudes, and I think it's probably different if you're a person of color or if you're a woman. It's, it's tough. Harder, it's, but, it's probably um, tougher. But the rap the rap thing has changed that. That's true. That's true. But I, so I, I like to do that. I like to pretend we're rich in different ways. So we talked about that. There's a restaurant that I really like that, um, I don't, I've never actually eaten there, but I like to go there for their heated seat toilet. Uh, they have those fancy Japanese toilets with the LEDs and the remote control and the seat warmer. That's on my list for my next trip to Portland. Yeah, but just wait. And you don't, you don't have to eat there. Just in the neighborhood. Like, just walk past the hostess. Be like, oh, I forgot my, and then you keep going and then you go in the bathroom and use the nice Mm -hmm. heated seat when you're in that neighborhood. And, uh. Yeah, so that's the, like that's the sort of thing that I right. pitched my editor. I was just like, I want to write a thing about pretending to be rich, and then really. It's so that's just in, what's the name of that paper? People the Portland want to read. Mercury. Portland Mercury. Yeah. Alex Falcone. Yeah, if you just go to alexfalcone.ninja, uh, it'll be on one of the first things you'll see. There you go. I've got that. I got videos. I got uh, blog posts. All the things I write. Well, I don't want to drag. I, I'd love to have you be on the podcast again. I would love to do it again. That's what we'll do. We'll do so, it, and we'll do a trade. You can you can do my podcast sometime. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do, and we do it. We do a Skype thing because we're in different cities. So you oh, can I can just do, do it from LA. I know how to. Do, I've got a. I can hook this mic up yeah, yeah. to my other thing. Yeah, we'll do Skype that. On it. Yeah. I, Actually, I'd like to Skype. Oh boy, this is good. We're gonna work that out later. Yeah. You don't have to listen to us figure that out. Well, what I'll tell you that right here though. Oh, sorry. You want to say that? Go. No, go ahead. Oh, it's just, so what we do though? My podcast has homework, so it's a little harder. Um, What's it called? It's called Read It and Weep. And what we do is we watch the worst movies and read the worst books. And so people pay us to watch or read something that they think is terrible or something they think is campy and fun. When you, you say know. us, do you mean me too? So you would have to as well. Yeah, you would have to watch. I would have to read it or watch read it. Read it or watch get, it or do but it. But do I get paid or just you get paid? No, no. We just get, well, and we don't really get paid. We get a little bit. Uh, they pay, and the money that they pay like is covering expenses. I feel like you yeah. do get paid, and you're just now you realize you misspoke, and you're trying to convince me that you don't get paid because I don't get paid. You get, you do get paid, but I don't get paid. That's what I think is going on, and that's just based on the subtext of this whole conversation. <laughs> that uh, I thought you were a comedian, but you really, are, you are a con man. You are, sort of, but you're like the happy, you're the good-natured con man. I think, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm like the the TV show Leverage. It's all for good now. It's mm-hmm. all to help people. 
I no, I I I get paid a little bit from the show. I make a little money from the podcast. That is true. And so I am embarrassed about this because I think we should be paying our guests and we're not. But the reason is the other hosts really don't get paid either on the show. I get paid because I do the editing and it's like eight hours of audio editing sure. a week. So I get paid for editing mm -hmm. and then we cover expenses. I but, think we've all heard this before, ladies. Uh, I write the songs, so that's why <laughs> I get the money. Actually, what's fun is that the other hosts on the show all have real jobs. And so they're like, I don't care if we get $20 a month. And I'm like, I care. I'll take that. That's you have two a sandwiches. real job, but your real job is not a high-paid job. I have a lot of little jobs. Okay. Yeah, they have like all like high-paid jobs. But so, um, What is the name of the podcast? Read It and Weep. So we read started it. out as just books, and we've expanded. I think so I might not be able to read a whole. No, no, book. books. Books are hard. I'll get you on an easy one. Like so, last week we read a book. It was terrible. Uh, and this week we're watching Dance Moms, the reality show about. Oh my god. Kids dancing from TLC. This it's is a the different. Assignment. You're watching bad things that no, I haven't even heard of. But that's you haven't heard happen. of Dance Moms. You no. can imagine Dance Moms. Yeah, it's, yes. You know I exactly can. what I'm talking about already. They have. Are they kids that? Mothers of kids that are yeah yeah and the mom the moms are living out so their so they're like stage moms but they're yes, not they're exactly. not like moms who are dancing no 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 they're stage moms but like they're uh, they're pushing their little kids to dance and they're in, it's in it's in Texas I think for the most part and it's like they're just really intense living out their dreams. Their I would like to do that. I'd like to watch something like that. Yeah. And then, but I'm going to come from the place of wanting to make it better. Like, here's how we could fix yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about that. That's okay. one of our, our common things. Yeah, we have, we have this belief on the show. We play a game called One Change. And we believe that no matter how bad anything is, you could change one thing and it would be watchable or readable. So like, no matter how bad Twilight is, if instead of vampires, they were secretly dinosaurs, that'd be a good book. I'd read that book. Mm -hmm. It's a secret romance between a, a, a teenage girl and a boy who she doesn't know is an apatosaurus. Well, what if he's still a vampire, but now we just find out that she's the dinosaur? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't want to eat, drink her blood. doesn't taste as good. But then she, he thinks he can beat her up. Turns out she's a dinosaur. He's not ready for that. Yeah. I, I feel like you can make this. I feel like you, you can just make it the fourth movie. Or well, the so we used to do this joke about dinosaurs, how you could make any book better by putting a dinosaur, a secret dinosaur. And then it turns out there's a series of books that someone wrote um, what, called Anonymous Rex, which is about... A world where dinosaurs put on these big rubber suits that make them look like humans and they are secretly living among us in these rubber suits and at one point two dinosaurs have sex in rubber suits because they both think the other one's a person so the rubber human suits are having sex with each other and the dinosaurs are in the i mean it's bonkers and wait and what not is, great what is that the That's book is real? called anonymous rex and it's real it's like a oh. it's like a detective noir but they're secretly dinosaurs how does that book get written? You I just said even... you could do it. See, that's the fun thing. You get excited and you're like, oh, actually, now that it's real, I don't want to do it. I like it. Well, I think I would like... I... The book sounds terrible, but it also sounds like it, sounds like it could be good. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but Pride and Prejudice and Zombies exists. You hey, know, what if remember? our world is just the tip of the iceberg of another dimension where we are actually dinosaurs? We could be. What about it's that? It's possible. Mm -hmm. Probably not. But I, I I'm like going to say idea. probably not either. Occam's Razor sort of... Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> As a gambler. Yeah. Uh, so, okay... So this is it. We're wrapping up. We yes. got the podcast, read it and weep. Mm -hmm. You got alexfalcone.ninja. Yeah, that's um, that'll have everything on it. It's got the podcast there. It's got my writing there. It's got links to shows, videos. I do a lot of videos. Okay, what's the must see movie right now? Well, Creed is probably one of the best movies of the year. People really, yeah, yeah. People love Creed. I, I mean, I like. It's a good movie. I don't like boxing, so I thought it's it was like it was a great movie about a thing I don't like. Mm -hmm. um, like it's boxing. Have you watched boxing? No, I don't anymore, but there's I've seen like, it. There's a guy with a bow tie, and then there's also a blood bucket. Like, it's just weird. It's just an antiquated feeling thing, and I think it's gross. Well, all sports are sort of weird, but yeah. Although the blood fight, bucket. There's sports. only a few sports with a blood bucket, where they spit their blood into this bucket every time. Like, it's gross, and I am a little squeamish. I don't like blood, and mm -hmm. so I uh, I was like, 
great movie. I'm squeamish about it. Okay, so well, you've answered my question. What's, the, what's the movie to stay away from? Uh, oh, that's a great question. What have I hated recently? Oh, man. I usually try... This is, you know, because I do bad movies for the podcast. Yeah. I try to go to mostly bad blockbustery movies for the right for writing too, because it's mm-hmm. easier to be funny when the thing sucks. It's hard to be funny when you like something. Right. Um, so, oh, I just saw. Uh, I think the worst thing I've seen very recently was uh, Victor Frankenstein, the new. It's Harry Potter and uh, uh, James Mc- McKelvey. Anyway, uh, they're fun, but it's a just a dumb movie. You mean the actor who played Harry Potter? Yes, it's not, not actually, Harry yes. Potter is not. It's not. Would this be much a, better if it was Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, it's a fanfic movie because I don't uh, think J.K. Rowling would allow a movie. She would not be into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that's you stay away from that. Okay, so I'm going to say thank you. Okay, great. And to them or to me? I'm going to say thank you to you. We're going to high five. Okay. I'm going to push the button to play the theme music that ends this thing, uh-huh. and then I'm going to then we're going to talk about some other stuff. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Alex Falcone. Okay, now what? If we wanted them to hear us, we could push the button. Oh, you had to press that. Yeah, and now I'm going to turn it off now. Goodbye.